Okay, it's an incredible schus to be back here with the Nashim Sidkonios of Stern. I want to thank Vazi for the, for the words of Akdama. You have the schus, very special that you have someone like that here with you. Being mechazik you constantly, just here once in a while, and take advantage of it, take advantage of it. As we were just coming up together, I said after yesterday, a very, very, very long day, a very draining day. So I was, you know, originally we had this day planned even before we knew, I think, about yesterday's rally. And then I, actually a few days ago, I thought about reaching out to confirm that we're still going to be on to have a shear at night after a day of classes after yesterday. How many, how many women are going to come to such a thing? I'm blown away. Just to see you. To see you after what I know yesterday was. To want to grow and to want to learn and to want to gain chizik. We're an incredible nation. We're an incredible nation. Just to start, we can't not talk about yesterday for a moment. I mean, obviously the achdus of yesterday something none of us will forget, to be together with hundreds of thousands of Yidin, all walks of life, is, is definitely something none of us will ever forget, and we'll be able to tell our children about Bez Hashem one day. But the Mesir Snefesh as well. And obviously when we talk about Mesir Snefesh, there are, there are madregos, there are levels. Can't compare to the Mesir Snefesh of the Chayalim, of our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael, that are literally risking their lives for us every moment, that have left their families. And our brothers and sisters throughout our troll, even those that are not serving in the army, but are sacrificing in such incredible ways, have their family members serving the army, which some of us do as well, I'm sure. But are without their fathers, without their husbands. There's so much Messiah Snefesh, we can't compare to that. But the little Messiah Snefesh we had yesterday... You know, my bus ride was six hours each way. And that's besides for the transit there with the metro and everything else that we all went through. To be there, I, I mean, I was there for an hour and a half. So you add that up. It's a very short time to be somewhere for a lot of traveling. But that's Klal Yisrael. And I'll, I'll just share one moment. And we were all there. We don't have to talk about the moments of Chizik throughout the actual event. But... When I got back to my bus, after that very long day, and the day wasn't over, still going to have a long bus ride home, I'm walking through that parking lot, the parking lot by FedEx Field, and I see this man from behind. He seemed to be in his 80s. He's being held up on both sides by, seemed like family members walking in his hands with a cane slowly. That was the vision that I had. I'm standing right behind this man, this holy Jew. I'm not sure how far he came from, but we're all getting on coach buses, came from somewhere far away. I don't know if he had the same six-hour drive or he only had a four-hour drive. But he had a drive. And then he had that walk just to the metro, which for most of us was only maybe five, ten minutes. For him, probably took a lot longer than that. He was going very slowly. He had every excuse in the world to not be at what we were at yesterday. Every excuse in the world. 
at that age, with the, the physical kolchos that he had. But he clearly said to himself, how can I not be here as a yid? Mikam it's, it's just incredible what a holy people we are. Kishbarach should look at his holy children and hopefully, listen, I don't know what yesterday did on a, on a global level, on a, on a governmental level. And I, none of us know exactly what it did or didn't do. But the Abishter saw his people together, coming together, being Moise Nefesh for Klal Yisrael, for Eretz Yisrael. I know what it did for me was, was transformative. I'm hoping much, much more than that. And we're going to be Zochet to Yeshuos and Mr. Tovos. Karav Mamish Gazashan. So let's learn, Chavra. Let's learn. I always, I, I, Mamish always look forward to being here. I want to thank again Ravazi for bringing me because I, to be with Nashim Tzidkanios that later at night after long days is to me, this, this is also Messir Snefesh on some level. And that's something very special. And we just entered into the month of Kislev. And I think no more special month to be in right now with what we're going through in the world. And I want to explain. You know, obviously every month has its has its yesodos, has its mahus, has the different ideas what it's all about, and clearly the Yom Tovim of that month have an effect on how we treat every month, how we feel every month, what we should be focusing on, what should be the themes of the month for us. And obviously Hanukkah, and we'll get to that, Hanukkah is towards the end of Kislev. Most Yom Tov are much earlier in the month. So we know there's, there's different ways we could relate to the month. The Bnei Saskar, the Holy Bnei Saskar has brought that to light, mostly in, through the works of the Arizal. Every month has a particular letter connected to it. Every month has a different serif, a different order of Shem Havaya, of Yudke Vavke, based on Psukim. Those are very deep ideas. And every month also has its shevet. Every month has its shevet. There are 12 shvatim. Every month has its shevet. And according to the way of, of encampments of the Golem, the shevet for the month of Kislev is the shevet of Binyamin. The Menei Sosker teaches us this from the Rizal. There has to be something deep that we have to learn about the entire month. That why Binyamin specifically is connected to this month, the month of Kislev. And what should we be focusing on during this month? And especially during these days. During this eighth sorrow that we're very much embedded in. That very much doesn't leave our minds. And not just yesterday, every single moment. So the birth of Binyamin, when Binyamin was brought into the world, it was actually a very dark moment. A very difficult moment. Because the birth of Binyamin, which usually is a time of complete joy, complete simcha, excitement, coincided with the death of his mother, the death of Rachel Imenu. Very confusing moment then. And the Pesukim and Parshish Vayishlach tell us something about that moment. Because at that moment, Binyamin is named. But there's a little bit of a... A little bit of an argument, maybe. A little bit of machlokis of the name. Sukkim tells in Paraklamid, hey, that's a kidchas. When the, the birth was very difficult, 
The midwife said to Rachel, don't be afraid. You're going to have, a, you have another child. You have a Yosef, now you have a Binyamin. And it was as her soul was departing. The last words seemingly of Rachel Yemenu. The last words was naming this son. The son that she just brought into the world. Her dream being fulfilled, but at the very moment, her, her end of this journey. And we know she calls Binyamin Ben-Oni. Ben-Oni, the son of my suffering. Rachel had a lot of suffering in this world. Rachel had a lot of suffering. We know how her father switched and gave Leah to, to Yaakov, the man of her dreams, first. And we know how she waited so long, so many years to have children. And now with the birth of her second child, just to be even keel with at least the shvachos. It's the end of her life. And she knew it. And she names her son Ben-Oni. But immediately, Va'aviv Karlo Ben-Yamin. His father, Yaakov Avinu, doesn't go with this name. Yaakov Avinu says, no, no, you're Ben-Yamin. And Sarah dies and she's buried there. We've all been by Kei Rachel, an incredible makam of Tvila, incredible makam to be. I hope to be there in a few days, Amir Tashem. I mean, I hope, hope we're going to be with Rachel before that. But we're not going to Mashiach, which we hope will be very, very soon. Hope to be by Kei Rachel in a few days. So Rachel calls Binyamin Ben-Oni, the son of my suffering, and Yaakov says Binyamin. What does that mean? What does that name Binyamin represent? So I saw from Rav Ram Shur a very beautiful idea. And thinking about it this year in a different light, it's the essence of the entire month and the essence of what we, the message that we need to be telling ourselves and living during these difficult days. Yamin, the right side, the Zohar talks about often, the, the Yemin represents chesed, represents kindness. Yemin Hashem, the right of Hashem is chesed. The left of Hashem is gvura, is din, is judgment. The right is chesed. That's why generally when we do mitzvahs, we're supposed to perform mitzvahs with our right hand. The right is chesed. And therefore we can understand at that very moment, the very moment... A very difficult moment for Yaakov, you know, as much as it was for Rachel. Maybe even more difficult for Yaakov. Yaakov is losing the love of his life. Yaakov is losing his wife who he loved, who he waited for, who he worked for. The mother of Yosef Tzadik, the mother now of Binyamin. At that very moment, and he goes through that sorrow, that pain, that suffering. And Rachel... Sees it as it is, Benoni. This is a very difficult time. And Yaakov somehow, at that very moment, in the darkness, is able to say, is able in that moment of darkness, able to say, no, 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 this is Akarish Baruch Hu. And everything Hashem does in the bigger picture is all for good. Even if I don't see, even if I don't see it in this moment, I don't see it, but I know it. And therefore it's Ben Yamin, Ben Yamin. No, no, this is a child not of pain and suffering. This is a child of kindness. Kindness that I might not fully perceive at this moment, but I know ultimately it's kindness. I know ultimately it's chesed. Even in the darkest of hours, in that moment, 
And that's what we call him. Nobody here, you go through the Shvatim. Right? You go through the Shvatim. You all know the Shvatim. Reuven, Shimon, Levi. No one. You go through the Shvatim. And our women also, you guys probably even know even the brachos that were given by Baal Peh. I don't know why it is. It's one of these minhagim in the, by the girls' schools and the Beis Yaakovs and in all the schools like that, to learn Berchas Yaakov Baal Peh. You don't know why that is. I'm not, I'm not, okay, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Out of all of Torah, Berchas Yaakov has to be a song and women have to know about Peh. We should know all of it, Baal Peh. It's beautiful. This is our life, but... Lemaisa, nobody goes through the Shvatim and ends up Yosef Benoni. You ever hear that before? That sounds very strange, right? Because we don't call him Benoni. We call him Binyamin. And that's a chizik to us. To know that even in the darkest of times and the most difficult of hours, Hashem is by our side and Hashem is watching over and Hashem has a plan and Hashem is orchestrating in a way that we might not fully see, but we have to know the way that Yaakov did. And that's the month of Kislev that we're entering into. That's the month we're about to enter into. The month of Kislev. The month of Kislev is the darkest hour physically of the month, of the year. Right? We all know. This past Shabbos, this upcoming Shabbos, it's hard days Friday, right? It's hard days. Before you know, you, you snap your fingers, it's already candlelighting time. Very difficult. Somehow with us, Yedin, it's always, even in the summer also, the last minutes are crazy. Somehow, like, we, we're big procrastinators. That's just the way we are. But Lamaisa, it's, it's, it's real now. When you have candlelighting at 4.15, that's not so easy. It's a short day. Because it's the darkest of days. And Hanukkah is the darkest of time of the entire year. And the whole Yisod is to see that the light could do away with all that darkness. But how? It's still dark. Because you understand, it's Yemin Hashem. It's bin Yamin. There's no ben only. It's bin Yamin. To be a Yaakov Avinu Dekeyer. To be a Yid who's able to see even in the darkest of times. And maybe I don't see it. Maybe I just know it. And Hashem is by our side. And there's chesed going on that I, I won't, I might not see ever, but it's there and it's happening. And there's no, no time in the history of our generation and yours and, I, and my life that we've needed this chizik more than ever. Over these past four or five weeks, what we've gone through, and what we're going through, what we're going through. A time of darkness like we've, we haven't seen in our door. Maybe our grandparents, great-grandparents, not us. Not us. But it's been Yemen. And that's why maybe right now, Hashem knows, we need a kiss life. We need about a month of Binyamin. We need to live this. But how do you live that? I Meaning, it's beautiful to say over, and it's an incredible, it's an incredible Torah. But like Lamaisa, it's nice to say, and I've heard that in Shiram before. Like, but how do I really encompass it? How do I live it? How do I, how am I the person in that moment not to say Benoni, but to say Binyamin? How could I be that person? I want to be that person on a practical level. How do I live that? So we said Yaakov was able to do it. Now we all know we're about to be introduced this week to Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov and Esav, twin brothers who are arch enemies. And their whole essence is are opposites of each other. Maybe we see it in just their outlook of life. Very famously in Parshat Vayishlach, 
the words of Esav, when he refers to what he has in this world, how he perceives and understands this world. Vayomer Esav, Perak Lamegimel, Pazik Tes, Vayomer Esav, Yeshli Rav. I have a lot. I don't have everything, I have a lot. When you have a lot, it means I want more. It's not sufficient. It's not enough. I'm not satiated. It's not just in my, in my physical, materialistic value. It's my whole life. I don't feel, um, I wasn't given enough. So Esau had 400 men with him when he meets up with Yaakov eventually. That was his essence, 400, because 400 is gematria ayin ra. He had a very terrible outlook at life. He had an ayin ra. He had a bad eye. He had a bad perception of life thinking, I don't have everything that I need. Yaakov Avinu in this week's parish in Parak Lama Gimel Pasuket Aleph says very different words. He also says Yeshli. But he says Yeshli Kol. Yeshli Kol, I have everything. Yeshli Kol, I have everything. Yaakov Avinu had the most, one of the most difficult lives of Sadiqim that we know of. Yaakov Avinu has a brother that wants to kill him. That sends his own, his own nephew to kill him, Eliphaz. Yaakov Avinu is running away. Yaakov Avinu has his wife flipped on him. Yaakov Avinu's wife that he loves can't have children. Yaakov Avinu has a very difficult life. He says it himself to Paro. Ma'at v'ra'im. My days were few and, and difficult. Physically, he had a very difficult life. All the years by love on trickery. Then we have his daughter Dina and Shechem. So many stories. A life of difficult, life of Tsaris. But his, his motto was Yeshli Kol. I have everything. Because he understood, when you understand... Whatever I have in life is from the Rebbeinu Shalman. And he knows better than I what's best for me. And whatever matzah, whatever situation I go through in life, it's from Hashem. You understand? Yeshli Kol, I have everything. Yeshli Kol, I have everything. Because Yaakov had an eye in tov. How many years did Yaakov live? 147. 147, exactly. Gematra, eye in tov. Esav was Ayin Ra. Esav had 400 men, he was Ayin Ra. He had a bad eye. He didn't appreciate what he had. He didn't appreciate that everything in his life is from the Abishter and therefore he has everything. Yaakov had the Ayin Tov. He had the right perception of life. The right outlook at life. Yeshli Kol. Yeshli Kol happens to be exactly Gematra 400 because he defeats the 400 of Esav, the Ayin Ra. Yeshli Kol defeats Ayin Ra. And that's the hashkafa we have to have. That's the outlook we have to have. That's the most important hashkafa. You know, people like to, to talk, and it's a very big issue when we talk like this because it causes period, and we want no period in Klai Yisrael. We should be zochet and no period in Klai Yisrael. We've had Baruch Hashem, but we know how these things go. One of the biggest places of period, of separation in Klai Yisrael, is when we start talking hashkafa. What's your hashkafa? Yashkafa. You know what Yashkafa has to be? You're an Erolchid Jew. Yashkafa has to be, I'm, 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 a, I'm a Baal Smidos. My Yashkafa is, I love Hashem. That's my Yashkafa. Yashkafa is, is, is whether you wear stockings or not. 
That's a personal decision in Tznias. If you want to be Machmer, you don't want to be Machmer. What, what, that's your Ashkafa? Your Ashkafa by a guy is where, where's a black hat or doesn't wear a black hat? Listen, there are personal decisions we make in life and what's best for our Yiddishkeit and what's best for each person individually. Hashkafa, it's, it's one of the, when you, took it, you look at it in those terms, it's one of the worst words we have ever created. All that it does is create period. Why does it have to be period? I'm a Yid. You know, my Hashkafa is, I try my best to be an Erlich Yid. I try my best to be a truthful Jew. That's Hashkafa. That should be on Shidduch resumes. What's your Hashkafa? I try to be an Erlich Yid. I try to love Hashem to the best I could. I try to be the biggest Baal Smidus I could. I try to dive with the most Kavana I can. That's, that's my Hashkafa. Of course, don't get me wrong. Of course, there's, there's 12 Shvatim. There's different ways, perhaps, to dress and different ways and different, different communities to live in. You could choose and be individual, but that doesn't make you better or worse, and we're all one. Don't forget it. Hashkafa is an, What does the word mean, Hashkafa? Hashkafa means an outlook. Hashkafa means to look. Well, you, know, the, 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 you know what the important Hashkafa is? That I'm an ayin toh. You're not an ayin roh. That's Hashkafa. That's Hashkafa we could talk about. Having an ayin toh. Having a good eye. Because every Ashkafa should have been there yesterday. But we're not going to go there now. Because there is no different Ashkafas. We're all one. We're Yidin. We're Yidin. And the most important Ashkafa is Kol Ma'adav Rechman That's my outlook. I am told That I know whatever Hashem does is best. I know what I have. My kolchos that I have are different than my friend's kolchos. My personality and my meanings are different. But I'm not. There's no kino. I know this is what's best for me. I know it's best for me. I'm going to start to get jealous because my friend's getting engaged to a guy that seems like a great guy. That's great for her. I'm the happiest person in the world. He's obviously not right for me. I don't want him. I want what's best for me. And the Ebishter knows that. He's Mishadich Shiduchim. That's what he's doing after Shishish from Ebereshis. That's my Yeshli Kol. Yeshli Kol. I just heard, I don't know if you saw, it was going around a little bit, but so many things went around over these past five weeks, so I don't know what, what we, you never know, right? Like, it's very hard these days. You have about 6,000 people's statuses and nonstop sending out, like, when every, every soldier says a bracha, and it's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's just like, you don't know, and I don't mean to belittle, I, I, I don't know when, like, if you were all day, we'd be on our phones all day, right? Now, some of these things are amazing and beautiful and incredible and give us a lot of chizik. You don't like, you know, with, how many do you open, how many do you listen to, and how many... It's hard, it's hard. I don't, know, I don't know the answer. I'm just, I'm just telling you my own frustration. Like, so certain people I know, they get it. So those, I, you know, you got to make sure to listen to those people. Otherwise, you just flip through, you know, quickly. The nice they went around. This wasn't like on a status. This was like a five-minute speech, but it was going around. I mean, Daron Perez. He's a, a Rav in Eretz I don't know him personally, but I have, I have Haverim that are very close with him. I think he, he, he runs Mizrahi, if I'm not mistaken. He, had, he's, he was speaking about his sons, and one son of his was injured badly and Baruch Hashem recovering, fighting for Kal Yisrael. And one son is a hostage. One son he hasn't heard from. One son is a captive with, with Hamas, and we're davening and hoping. And, and he was talking about how People have been asking him, like, people ask him, how are you doing? And then, like, always followed up, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that question exactly. I don't even know, you know, you don't know how to talk to such a person. You don't even know what to say, but you want to say, you show your care. And he was talking a different call, because Avinu had the same koach. Avram Vinu, Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Be'rach Avram Bakol. 
Hashem Birach is Avram Mekol. Hashem blessed Avram with everything. And he said, I blessed Avram with everything. This was after the death of Sarah. Sarah just died after he didn't shech his son on top of Haram Maria. And his wife passed away. Exactly what happened there is a lot of mafarshim. But ultimately, and you're going to say, Birach is Avram Mekol. Mekol means everything. And the answer is yes. Someone like Avram Vino understands that Komad Latava, Zakol, Zakol Beseder. It's all good. And it's all from Hashem. So this is what it was meant to be. And Avram understood that just like Yaakov did. Avram says Zaydi and gave it over to him. And he said, So am I. You know what? I'm Akol Beseder. It's all good. And of course I want my son back. And of course I'm davening for him. But I know Hashem's orchestrating. I know Hashem has his back. I know Hashem's. Imagine you and I could say such a thing. This is someone who has his son in captive in somewhere in Gaza right now. Saying such words. Saying such words. We have to live it. We have to feel it. We have to know it. You know, I, I, there was a soldier years ago, a paratrooper, San Khanim. And I don't believe it was in, in a war. I think it was actually just in training. He had a terrible accident. And he had a terrible accident. And the cord somehow got wrapped around his hand and severed his hand. He lost his hand. I, I don't remember if they were able to like stitch it back on and just lost all movement of the hand. Whatever it was, it was a terrible accident. Baruch he lived. It's a big sorrow, obviously. It's something difficult we can't imagine, right? And he had to have, but he, he lived a beautiful life afterwards. Everything, not every other way. He was married with children and... When he, he was able to drive, but he, because he only had the usage of one hand, so I don't know if you've ever seen this, I've seen this with people they, that, that have some disabilities perhaps, on the steering wheel, some people have it even if not, just because it's a little easier sometimes, he had on the steering wheel, he had to have put like a little bar that comes out with the steering wheel, so it's easier to steer the steering wheel with one hand and be able to go like fully around and not have, you know. So he had this, he had this. And one day he's driving in Eretz and terrorists open fire on his car. And because of that peace that he had, he was able to very, very quickly make this like crazy U-turn. Because with one hand, the way the wheel works, like with two hands, it would have taken much, much, much longer. He would have had to make like some K-turn and never maybe even, even never been, been able to even live to tell the story. But because he had this extra piece on the steering wheel because of his injury, he was able to very quickly maneuver and to make this crazy U-turn and get out of there with just a few bullet holes on his car and live to tell us a story. And then he understood. And that Hashem was watching over and Hashem was a tremendous chesed when he had his, his injury, his accident. It was no accident. His accident was saving his life. See, it's much easier but when you have the end of the story, right? It's much easier when you have the end of the story. If we're able to fast forward and be able to see Mashiach and Geula and, and all these all that were killed back to life and all the hostages freed and understand something from it all. Yeah, it's much easier. But we hear these stories to give us the chizik in the now as well. Yaakov was able to say right now, the moment of Sarah's death, Binyamin, Yeshli Kol. Yeshli Kol. And now when our heart is, is in Eretz Yisrael, because, uh, by the way, it happens to me, that's the other more Pashid understanding of Binyamin, what the word comes from, where Yaakov thought to name him Binyamin. So Rashi doesn't talk about what we just presented. 
Rashi says something actually very interesting. He says, and that tells us as well maybe why we're entering into the month of Kislev, the month of Binyamin right now. Rashi says that it's a, it's a reminder that Binyamin was the only one of the Shvatim born in Eretzral. You ever think about this? All the Shvatim were born outside Eretzral. The only one who was born as Yaakov and his family came back to Eretzral, leaving Haran, was Binyamin. Binyamin was the only Shevet born in Eretzral. And Rashi explains how Yamin represents Eretzral. Because Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Canaan, was the south of Aram Narayim, where Yaakov was coming from. And when a person stands facing Mizrach, his right side is towards the south, so Yemin is a reference to Eretz Yisrael. That's what Rashi explains. So Ben Yemin was Yaakov saying, this is my son of Eretz Yisrael. But Eilu Eilu Divin and Chaim, we have to put it together. Clearly, Eretz Yisrael is the place where we could feel Hashem's presence so much more so. And Eretz Yisrael is the place where I could say, it's all chesed. And each and every one of us in this moment might not be physically in Eretz Yisrael. But our heart is there. Our neshama is there. We're there. With this attitude, with this outlook of Yesh Kol. And that's why it's Rachel Emenu who represents this very moment is where it's going to be the source of Gula. We know your Rachel is buried on the road because that's the place that we daven. Bishavu Banim Lugulam. Rachel Emenu davens for our first Gula and we hope she, Mama Rachel cries again for us. Because it's this attitude and this Amuna and this Bitachon and this oneness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu of seeing only Chaser and seeing only Tov. It's going to bring Gula. Yesh Tikva gives us hope. It's our guiding light in the darkest of hours. And that's of course this month. And that's of course what Hanukkah represents. Hanukkah is in the darkest of hours, that little light. That light is the light of Amunah. The light of Bitachon. The light of understanding the The light of understanding Hashem is by our side and it's all chesed somehow. It's Benyamin. It's Benyamin. That's why it is. It's amazing, right? Everyone talks about this. But now we have such a clear understanding. We're going to, just in a few weeks, start saying Al-Hanisim every day. Al-Nisim, Al-Purkan, Al-Gvurah, Al-Shuas. We say all these beautiful things, thanking Hashem for the miracles, for the salvation. Va'al ha-milchamos. How's that fit? Thank you, Hashem, for the salvation. Thank you, Hashem, for the Yeshua, for the miracles. And thank you, Hashem, for the war. We're in the middle of war. I don't think anyone's thank you, Hashem. You know, Baruch Hashem, we live in a generation that made thank you, Hashem, a very big thing. It's a beautiful thing. I'm a big fan. It's a beautiful thing. Halavai, all day, say thank you, Hashem. But like, I don't see anyone thank you, Hashem, for the war. Yes, thank you, Hashem, when we're Matzliach in the war. Thank you, Hashem, for Yeshua. Thank you, for Tovos. Thank you, Hashem, Alam El Chamos, in the war itself. When you live Kislev with Binyamin, you're able to perceive and understand if we're in war, that also has been Yamindik. Somehow. I don't see it, I don't know, but I deep down I know it. Because it's, it's orchestrated from Hashem. That too is orchestrated from Hashem. It's all from Hashem. Even Alam El Chamos. And that's the essence of what it is to be a Yid, Chevron. 
the essence of what it is to be a Yid. We've had generations live through Tsaris, and through the Tsaris to only see light, and only know that Hashem is by our side. We're not the first generation to have Tsaris. Don't forget that. And our grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-parents have persevered through it in the most incredible of ways. We were rebuilt from a holocaust. You and I were rebuilt from a holocaust. Brutality like the world never saw until that time. We were rebuilt from that. You have the schuss to be at a point in your life, you're in a, you're in your, your, you're in a college that you have the schuss to sit and learn and grow as a Bas Torah after a holocaust. It's unimaginable. In, in those years to think what was going to come to fruition years later. Why? Because our great-grandparents, our grandparents, our, they had this amuna, They had this bitachon. They had the ability to say binyamin. And that's our essence. That's why it is. We, you know, it was just Rosh Chaydesh yesterday. And we as Jews, you know, we as Jews, we live by the moon. It's interesting, we're the people of the moon. Think about it, like, we're people of the moon. We should be a people of the sun. If there's any luminary, the sun is powerful. The sun is shining. The sun is so integral to the world. The people of the moon... I saw years ago from the Derech Lamelech, the Holy Piazasna. Right? Everyone's familiar with the Ish Kodesh, the Sefer Ish Kodesh, not just because of the Shul Ish Kodesh. Hopefully, you learn Ish Kodesh. It's an important Sefer to learn. If you haven't learned the Ish Kodesh, it's Kedai. I mean, you're not going to be able to learn it without crying through it, but it's Kedai. To think about pieces that the Holy Piazasna gave over in the Warsaw Ghetto, you learn each piece. It's like you can't learn it without crying through it putting yourself into understanding the chizik he was giving at that moment. The whole story you know of the Sefer is miraculous, how it was buried in the ground and we found it later. It's, it's incredible. So he has another Sefer, Derech Lamelech, from the Piazetzna. And in that Sefer he writes, when talking about Rosh Chodesh, he says the sun is all light. Its core is light. Its essence is light. If you cut it to its core, it's light. The moon... is darkness, is gloom. In its essence is darkness. If you cut it through in its deepest core is darkness. But it shines bright somehow. Yes, it's a reflection of the sun, but it shines bright in the darkest of nights. The moon is shining dark, still shining bright. And it brightens the darkest of nights. That's Kali Yisrael. The sun is always light. We learn to shine bright even in the darkest of times. Because we have the reflection of the sun that represents the Abishter. Kiner Mitzvah Torah. That's who we are. And we have to understand that and believe that and trust that even in these most difficult times. You know, there was an amazing, amazing year in the Holocaust, Chana Senish. I'm sure you've all learned about her and heard about her. And she had the following quote, the following line. He said, All you needed to know were the properties of light and darkness to know the Nazis would fall and fail. One candle 
can light an entire room. And all darkness can't extinguish even one candle. One candle could light an entire room and all darkness can't extinguish even one candle. That's us, Chavra. We saw it yesterday. We've been seeing it throughout. Are you not like blown away? Me, Kam, Chayisrael. Are you not blown away of the reaction to what we're, we're going through in our generation? The biggest tragedies that we've ever seen on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, na- on a national level. What went on in Shemini we still can't talk about. And that the hostages are still there is so difficult to even talk about, to bring the words out of my mouth, or just tears start flowing. And that our brothers and sisters are protecting us and have been giving their life for us. And what's the reaction? Of all Yidin, it's incredible, right? So we think, if you think of, if someone would, would have even discussed the potential of such a scenario, and we think of like, what would I think potentially could happen? We find hundreds and thousands of Yidin going off the derech, throwing off, forget it. This is the God, forget about it. We'd have mamish anger, like, like on levels that we've never seen. Look at our nation. We've never seen more Yidin wearing tzitzis. We've never seen more, more Yidin putting on tefillin, lighting Hanukkah candles, keeping Shabbos. It's been the biggest Kirv movement in, in, in all of history over the last five weeks. The love of, of Klal Yisrael, the love of Eretz Yisrael, the love of Rabbi Yisrael, like unparalleled. It's not incredible? That itself, if you need a little chizik and amunah, because it's Emes, because we know it Abish to run the world, and we know Komad of Rechaman al Tav of it. And because we know, even in the darkest of times, we have the Abish there, and we're going to bring light. And we have it within us. We have it within us. Because we have Betachon, and that's, that's what Hanukkah is. That Betachon that we're talking about, the Betachon to know Komad of Rechaman al Tav of it. Share with you an incredible Gematria. Betachon is 74, Gematria. Seven times bitachon. Seven times bitachon. Because you want bitachon every each day of the week, right? Every single day. We have seven days in a week. So bitachon every single day. It's 518. Exactly gematria. This gematria I saw. Hashlech al Hashem Yahavcha. David Melch teaches us that we're going through a difficult time. Just throw it on the Rabbi Nishon. Throw your burdens on the Rabbanu Shalom. Because that's what you do when you have Bitachon. You say, Ebishterm, it's all you. Take over. Exactly seven times Bitachon. But it's also exactly Gematra. Because that's what Chanukah is. That's what this incredible time is. This incredible time to brighten up the darkest of times. That's Binyamindik. That's Kislev. It's amazing to watch the chayalim, one after another, they have it. They're the ones risking their lives. They're the ones leaving their family. They're the ones, every time they go out there, they don't know if they'll return. And yet, they're like, you see them, right? We see them dancing and singing with Amuna, with Bitachon, in incredible ways, like we've never seen. I'll never forget, you know, it was just Chayasar last week. I don't know how many of you, if some of you were ever had the schuss to be in Chevron for Chayasara. It's an incredible experience. I had this list many times. 
My family is deeply rooted in Hebron. We have very close family friends that live in Hebron. That's big players in Hebron. In fact, this year, this year, you know, Hebron. This year, Hebron, they they closed down like the big, big, the big parshas Chayesor. Obviously, what's going on? They couldn't they couldn't do it and. Makes sense, obviously. You have to have many, many soldiers of Hebron to be able to pull that off. And now is not a time where we could pull soldiers to, to protect the Yidin in Hebron just to have a nice Shabbos. So they closed it off, unless you were family. Happens to be my... Again, we're very close family friends over there. So my, my grandmother has been there, I think, every single Chayasar, besides for the COVID, for the past, like, 30 years. Since my second... A little less than that. Since my second year in Israel, she came with me. And since then... So she was there. She was in Chevron. She turned. Today was her ninety-second birthday. Kainara. She was in Chevron for Shabbos. She was in the Marzach Pela. But not too many were this year. It's the last time I was zoyich to be in Chevron for Chayesara was already a few years ago. It's already a few years ago. Incredible! It was an incredible year. The year before that, Talmud of mine, Elio Barachov, was actually shot. On Erev Shabbos, I'm sure many of you remember this, right outside the Marzach Pela, minutes before Shabbos, my grandmother was a few hundred feet away when that happened. I wasn't there that year. Miraculously, he was totally fine. Literally, like, mamish, mamish, like, not an inch, like, like a minuscule amount over to one side was like a major artery. He never would have lived to... Nisim Gulyum, mamish Nisim Gulyum, where he got shot in the thigh, but like mamish... See, he... The next year, I was back there with him, and it was one of the most incredible moments of my life. The, exactly a year later, in the same exact spot where he was shot, exactly a year later, like minutes, and a, about an hour before Shabbos, Kabbal Shabbos, we were together in that spot, singing and giving a Kash Baruch Hu, a Kar Tov. It's a really special moment. Really special moment. He's full of light. Didn't, didn't take that into any place of darkness. But I'll never forget that Shabbos. So there's a yeshiva Shabbos Chevron, beautiful yeshiva in Chevron. Some of you might have been there, visiting at some point. And I went there for Shal Shudis. That's where a lot of the Americans go for Shabbos Chayesara. I went there for Shal Shudis. It was very beautiful Shal Shudis and beautiful. The yeshivas, like the guys, are awesome and they're singing and dancing, and we're singing zmiros for Shal Shudis. And suddenly everyone starts singing, like the songs. As if like one, a big godel's walking in, right? Right, like thinking, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready. Who's walking in? Like, like you sing that one, like Reb Chaim Kanievsky's. That's how I used to walk in, right? Like, like big people. So I'm like, who's here? Who's coming in? And suddenly I see on on the shoulders, I see a soldier. And I found out it was the general of the Chevron area. And they're treating him the way they should, like a holy tzaddik, like a holy tzaddik. A few minutes later, again, we stop, we're singing regular songs, and again, Yomim, Ayim, Ayim, Elech. Who's this time? What's coming? This guy's guy, I assume it has to be a Rashiva's coming. And they put on the shoulders the Rosh Hamishtarav, the whole Chevron area. Head of the police force there. And rightfully so. These are the Sadiqim. The Sadiqim who are putting their life on the line for us, but Sadiqim who we're seeing now more than ever, the amazing Amuna, the amazing Bitochon, the amazing outlook of Yesh Likol. And if they could, how could we not? How could we not? How could we not have this Hashkafa? 
How could we not have this hashkafa, this outlook? During, yes, very dark times. But Yaakov had a very dark day also, and he said, Binyamin. And that's our month, the month of Binyamin, to brighten up all the darkness. And we can. A few years ago, I discussed to meet a big Sadekis. Maybe some of you have heard her speak. She's known as the mother of the soldiers, the mother of the whole Israeli army, Miriam Peretz. Some of you ever heard of Miriam Peretz? Miriam Peretz is a big tzaddikah. So you have this close to meet her, you should. She lost two children in the army. One child at the age of 22, one at the age of 32. And at the first yard site, I, I, I don't remember the first or second son, her husband had a heart attack and passed away as well. His heart couldn't handle losing his children. So here's a woman. Here's a woman who lost two children and a husband. And she's the mother of the army. She goes around just giving chizik to the soldiers. And this is a woman who mamish is a, is a walking mamin in the most incredible of ways. A walking inspiration. A woman who... who gave her children for, for Klai Yisrael. Incredible woman. So when I heard her speak years ago, I went over to her afterwards, went over to thank her. I went over to her to ask for a bracha. And I asked her one question. said, Rebbe Tintaretz, you have the most incredible moon I've never met in my life. Tell me something. Could you give me any Eitzah? How does one build that Amuna? How could I build this Amuna? I want that Amuna. Because that doesn't happen overnight. That doesn't happen just, you know, you have to have that to deal with the Tsaras that she dealt with and dealing with. She looked at me. He says, I want to tell you that Hashem gives it to all of us. We all have it within us. She said, Hashem gives us the Kayach. We all have this Amunah. She said, We just need to uncover it and want it. Those were words to me. However, we all have it. We all have within us the biological makeup of Yaakov Avinu and Avram Avinu of Yeshli Kol. We have within us the Muna of Binyamin. We have the ability to say Binyamin. We have the ability in those moments of Kol Madav Rahman Al-Tav of it. We have the ability in the darkest of times as the darkness of the moon teaches us that we could brighten any day with Amuna, with Abishter. You know what I think she meant is because each and every one of us was gifted with the greatest gift in the world. And what she meant was it's within us that each and every one of us has something so kadosh, so pure, so holy, so tar. Something that gives us clarity in why the rest of the world is so full of shakir. Because we have an ishama. We have a chilek elokami mal mamish. We don't just, it's not just we have to believe in Hashem, we have Hashem within us. 
So of course we have it within us. That's what she was telling me. Problem is, so many of us cover that over with our goof. And with society. And with that which we listen to and that which we let ourselves look at. We cover it over with layers. So as she said, we just have to uncover it. To uncover it, we have to want it. And I know each and every one of us wants it now more than ever. But don't forget that you have it within you. So Mir Tashem, Bez Hashem, Baruch. But the next time we have this chus to learn together, we'll be talking just, just how Kar Satov today, Bishter, and talking about Simchas, and talking about just beautiful, wonderful things that we want to be talking about. The way to get there, the way to Vishavu Banim Lagvulam, is this Amunah, this Bitachan. It's the month of Binyamin, it's the month of light. Let's brighten up the world with our Amunah, with our Bitachan, and then we'll be Zoycha. All the Basura's Tovas in the world. Bim Hera Amen.